This is Infection, the survival podcast, recorded live on Wednesday, November the 3rd, 2021, episode 355. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to another episode of Infection, a Wednesday edition of Infection, the survival podcast. My name is Nick Craig. You can check out my daily political political antics by downloading the Wilmington's Morning News podcast. You can search for it in the iOS, Spotify, Apple podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also, of course, check out any information about this podcast by visiting our great website, which is infectionpodcast.com. As he takes a swig of water and steps up to the plate... Welcome, Brian, with an I, Aldridge. Good uh, afternoon. Good evening, Mr. Brian. How are you? I am doing very well, and I'll just get my contact info out of the way first. So if you want to contact me, just go to at Brian Aldridge on Gab and Parlor, And of course, my blog, biteoftech.com. And there's, you know, Nick would say, go to our website. And if you go to our website, there's a button that says, join our server on Discord. And if you do that, that's the best way to contact us. That's the best way to stay up to date on what game updates are happening. We have a channel in there that as games get updated, it posts uh, notes in there. Um, we've got a news channel if you want to submit a topic that you think we should be covering or a game that's coming out that you're looking forward to that we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, that's possibly meaning that we haven't actually uh, seen that game yet. So if you think it's uh, newsworthy, toss in that channel and we review that before the live show. Um, we also have a Steam group, which we... Uh, We'll see if it ever works again. Um, we have our video forms of the podcast, Twitch, YouTube, BitChute, and DLive. And then we have a pre and post show. You can check it on there on the right-hand uh, side if you want to see kind of what we do before and after the live shows. And then the lower right-hand side, we've got all the audio forms of the podcast. So whatever platform, device, anything that you want to use, uh, select what's most convenient for you and uh, on your device, and it'll let you listen to the podcast after we upload it um, post-show. Now, if you want to follow along, perhaps you're listening and you don't want to watch the full live stream of it, a video, or uh, you can do through uh, links. And we have every article that we refer to throughout the podcast are all on that page. And so if you want to follow along while you're listening, just uh, go ahead and pull up that page and click and, and see all of those. Uh, if you want to support us, you can do that through the top. There's a support tab or support menu option. Also, you can go to infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. We've got Prime Gaming. Got a humble bundle, Amazon, um, subscribe stars. There's a lot of different ways these can support. All going towards next year, hopefully uh, a convention that will actually happen. Yes, sir. Patiently uh, awaiting that. Well, this yeah. is a another Wednesday edition. I'm not. I looked at the uh, holiday calendar, Brian. I'm. I'm not sure we'll have to do a Wednesday or a Monday show for quite some time, unless one of us gets sick. But there should be no other. Yeah. Uh, events for the next little bit that knock us off the air on a Tuesday. But here we are, nevertheless. Um, Brian, I'm between two stories to start. One, of course, the uh, evil Facebook. Uh, So I guess let's open it with that because there's a lot of new world news I want to talk about. But uh, Facebook, similar to what Google did back. Oh, God, what was it? Alphabet. Yeah, maybe a year and a half ago, maybe even more. Mm -hmm. I'm not I don't remember exactly when. They changed their name of their parent company from Google to Alphabet. So on the stock exchange, when you're investing in Google, you're actually investing in Alphabet. That's the name of their parent company. And they have a lot of sub companies that are doing a lot of different things. And they don't want Google because Google is a product now of the main company. It's not their main product. They've got YouTube. You know, I mean, just list off all the various 
uh, arms of Google. And I think Facebook is looking to kind of do the same thing. They don't want to be known just as Facebook. Yeah. And unfortunately, that is a day late and a dollar short. At least when Google did it, it was the same thing. Um, yeah. You know, everybody's no, nobody refers to Google as Alphabet. And I'm not sure many people yeah. will refer to Facebook as Meta. They are not changing the name of Facebook, correct? Facebook is staying Facebook? No. Yeah, Facebook will be the product, Facebook, because they want to have a whole bunch of other products that are supposedly, well, okay, let's talk about Meta, what they mean by Meta. They want to have it to where it comes out into your life, right? They want to have to where it's not just as digital. They want to bring aspects of digital to the real world. I mean, that's kind of what a metaverse supposedly is. Yeah. Um, part of that's through probably augmented reality. Part of it's probably through products. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of different things that this could mean. And what Zuckerberg has in his head of this, I'm not 100% sure. But it will parent. I mean, you saw there they have, was it Instagram? Uh, they, they have a lot of different products. WhatsApp, all those products that are underneath that are now going to be under Meta. Yeah. Um. So an interesting now, obviously, we have to reference the fact that Facebook itself, the overall company is currently under some pretty severe scrutiny on a national level over claims that their platform is not healthy for uh, individuals, especially young girls, Instagram and Facebook, specifically Instagram is causing some real issues amongst younger girls. So there is a big kind of push against facebook um yeah but i I guess my question for you brian is great you can change the name of your company on paper but facebook i mean i think everybody still refers to it as facebook right what's the big deal well okay i think here they're aiming for the legal protection (laughs) because (sighs) right now I think they're viewing as a possibility that Facebook will get in some trouble. First of all, there was a whistleblower that was recent. That's kind of right before this, actually. There was a whistleblower that stirred up a little bit of uh, controversy over at Facebook. Uh, Depending on how elections go here in the next, let's say, two years, uh, there could be some major effects on Facebook. So I think for them, they're trying to put Facebook off as a product, get it as far as away from the company itself, you know, what they consider the company and get it to where Facebook is something that they can say, okay, we'll fix Facebook. You know, that product over there, that means we don't have to change anything at the parent company. I think they want to have it to where they will then deal with Facebook, you know, which is no longer Facebook. It's that. And I think that's their overall goal is to try to mitigate so they don't have to make as many company changes where they can still do what they want in all these other areas and not get regulated to the same effects as what I think Facebook would probably eventually get regulated. Now, that's a very interesting point. As you mentioned, you, know, the, you could look at the federal government or the FTC or somebody going after Facebook themselves, um, and that would leave Meta kind of on the, on the fringe. And it kind of makes sense with Oculus, Brian, with Instagram, mm-hmm. with WhatsApp, with Messenger. Yeah. There's a Facebook... Did you know? I, I didn't know this. We may have talked about it before. Did you know Facebook has a dating app like Hinge or Tinder? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So what, it's built in. I was on Facebook divorce. today and it was yeah, like, all hey. of a sudden it popped up. I never yeah, seen it before. Same thing. I hadn't seen it today either. Yeah. And all of a sudden it popped up and it said Facebook dating. I was like, what the hell is this? So they've got, they've yeah, got so a lot of different little they things. Hide that it. They do. There's things that they hide based on your profile because 
I've never seen that before until like <laughs> a week or however long after my divorce, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, are you oh. interested in this in dating on Facebook? You know, so it's like that they'd have all these other areas and, you know, there's a lot of areas for community management. There's a lot happening on the Facebook platform. Uh, my concern is when their personalities and their politics and everything start to intervene or to mess with the product, which I think there's been a proven track record of it happening. I think that it's going to become a major problem. And I, that's what I think they're really padding from is having Congress or whoever come after them. And then he, Zuckerberg can say, well, oh, that was Facebook. You know, Meta doesn't do that. Facebook. And we've been addressing Facebook. So he can point the finger at that product and make it look, you know, it's going to change the tone of how he addresses it. Because if he said, Facebook is this, and then they say, you are Facebook. Well, you know, Facebook, he can't say Facebook's the parent company. You know, he can't separate them. That yeah. would be a mess. And you know, Congress, when he's, they say, Facebook needs to change. Well, he says, well, we're changing Facebook. But, you know, it, he, that way he doesn't have to say, they can't come at him later and say, well, you said Facebook, the company was going to change, and you only changed this about the product. You know, I, I, I think, I really think that has a lot to do with it. I think that it'll become apparent uh, as they start to use it as a defense. And that'll be kind of funny to see as they start having to testify and do different things to defend some of their actions. So so that change is now uh, taking place. And Jonesy says, you plebs are actually using Facebook. Facebook is incredible. I mean, you can say what you want. It is the second most visited website globally. Um, it is yeah. a very popular website, especially in the business sphere personally i don't use and i don't post a lot on there i don't post anything on there myself but i do manage various pages for projects and things that i'm involved in mm -hmm. and, and it is very effective for that um so yeah. it is it is interesting to see that they are kind and, of following and a real alternative footsteps. yeah and a real alternative hasn't come out yet there's ones that have tried and there's ones that say oh we're going to be you know more republican or conservative or whatever I think a product needs to come out because people really what they want is to be able to know when something happens with a family member. They, they want something where a family can go in and say, hey, this cousin of yours or your uncle here, you know, something happened. They're in the hospital and the news spreads instantly. Like that's the new telephone exchange that they used to do. And I think that that's what people want. And a product hasn't come out that just makes that simple that grandma can kind of figure out that the grandkids are actually, you know, or well, whatever ages you consider them are actually willing to use. I think that's going to be the, the tough part it, to get people away from Facebook. There has to be something that just feels better, that doesn't deal with all the extra stupidity because Facebook's been around since the early days of a lot of changes happening on the internet. And I think now if we came out with a product to kind of cover the same solution, we'd come up with something very different. And so I think it just, it's going to come down to kind of like Twitter filled a hole. I think there's a hole where if Facebook wasn't there, need that would need to fill it. And I don't think that product's there yet. And I think that that's kind of what we're waiting on. Couldn't agree more. So they, we'll, uh, they, they are, they've been around a long time. And I think it is, it is about time for them to either change or another product to step in. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see, uh, we'll see what comes of that. So that is uh, Facebook parent company now known as meta. Well, Brian, yes. we have got a whole bunch of new world news and by this yes. game is still, uh, still performing pretty well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and okay, so what's addressed? First of all, I saw a post on one of these sites that was saying um, yeah, they've lost 500,000 players, you know, in, in a certain period of time. And when you start a new MMO and you have 900 million concurrent 
right? Or whatever. Well, 900,000 concurrent. What, yeah. was it, what was it the first day? 900,000 concurrent? I mean, I think th- their peak uh, was 900,000. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is when everybody's trying to log in. Yeah. Uh, and when it goes down to 400,000 concurrent, that's still a decent player number because it's been a, a month later. Um, th- I still think that there's, it's going to build a player base. They're comparing these things, this to a platform that has been around for what, 20, 20 years <laughs> almost. I mean, pretty much just yeah. short of 20 years. World War, I mean, 18 years or something like that. Um, and so I think that this is just, I think they're doing well. I think there's problems that are coming up that we're going to talk about a few of them that are new platform because there's been very little testing of this thing that I know of. You know, there's been internal testing. I'm sure they should have a a group of testers. But when you open it up to the internet, (laughs) they're going to find, they're going to try everything that your testers never even thought of. And so I think, for instance, let's talk about the first bug that really became, uh, big in the news early sure. in the week or early or you know almost a week ago so there was a thing where people were using chat to crash uh player player clients and what they were doing was using html because they didn't properly block the use of html <laughs> inside of the chat box to where people could somehow put a box of html inside the chat box and then run html and it would be not executed. good at all yes and it would be executed so um, you know, like for instance, people started linking items in global, cl- uh, gl- gl- uh, the global chat that would crash the game when you looked at it. Um, uh, you know, so it's, like if you click the link painting. and you want to see the item. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And so these things, they call this, they say, you know, I see, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of craziness that's happening with it. So they took down, they, they fixed it. They took it down, fixed it, patched it. Uh, definitely lesson learned, um, uh, Luckily, it wasn't something that could actually harm. Now, dealing with HTML, there's a limit to what you can do. But the, if you can launch JavaScript, that opens up a little more you can do. And then if you get, you know, depending on the level of escalation, you could turn this could turn into a very big bug. And as well, PH says, there was no sanitation on the data. They, you need to, when you take in that kind of data, you make it to where you clean out any possibility of it turning into code. Correct. You know, you, you, or you detect they're putting in code and you just prevent Block it. You know, whatever it, yeah. it is, you, you, you make it so that that code doesn't render, doesn't make it past certain subsystems. Because if you can get past one, let's say one layer, the next layer may be waiting for certain type of data. And if you can simulate like a cutoff of data and then make your own new beginning, you can create a new request. That becomes a problem. Um, well, so and this, apparently, is some, this is something I think that they fix fairly quickly. I was asking PH about it in the chat, and apparently, Brian, this HTML was actually being executed server side. So you, well, as okay. a client, you were able, to, and that's why well, it was, it they were able to yeah. cause people to crash. So not only were you running, you know, running HTML locally would be one thing, but when you're running yeah. HTML on a remote server that you should not have access to scripting on, and then using that to crash other people's clients, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, and I don't, I'd have to look, I don't remember the total limit you know, there's not a chat that is global, you know, like in wow, for instance, you go and there's a chat where if you go into the towns, you know, you have a town chat that, you know, we'll talk and you have trade chat and all that. Um, I, I haven't really paid attention to see how far reaching this is. They have a couple different chat rooms, but you know, with this, they could, whoever's in those chat rooms for however far reaching they are, you know, that would be large groups of people because these are 
a lot of people on each individual server. So you could, cr you could crash a hefty amount of players fairly easily using, using this code. That's a good, now, uh, it's uh, like the old uh, H1Z1 approach, right? Crash the players when they're coming to raid your base. I mean, this is, this is, <laughs> exactly. the, old, this is the trick as old as, uh, as old as time, Brian. I mean, if, yeah, if you can get them to lag out, you win, right? And this is the <laughs> kind of thing that they're doing. So uh, these, these are now, this is now patched. So this is no longer an issue. Uh, same thing, there was an issue with some, uh, pretty much the economy. That, you know, there was a lot of, of hubbub about the economy this week. And there was some gold dupes because the economy on this is fairly new. People don't really understand, you know, know what things are worth. Uh, they don't know, you know, how do you know what an average amount of money is? How much money should you be making per hour on average if you're doing constant, you know, and wow, they have all this stuff calculated out. They have m mods that will tell you at this current rate, you know, you're going to do this uh, on here. They had a bunch of gold duplication and that was caught, you know, that causes it to where money becomes less valuable. Inflation. Uh, you're throwing fake money into this. Wait, uh, like, what's going on really in the like, United States right now? Like the real world. I know, I know the video <laughs> game. You can get a, you can get these programmers down in San Diego to understand it. When you say in the world of video games, the conflation is when you add too much money to the market and things yeah. become less valuable. Okay. Duping is the, now, duping turn, is, now let's say not new world. Let's say real world. Oh, what are you talking about? That makes no about, sense. Let's talk about the Welcome instead of the duping. Let's talk about the Federal Reserve running the money printer. Well, that's the same thing. They're duping the money. <laughs> I know. So I, you can I, all these video gamers that you could explain this step perfectly, and it'll be crystal clear as long as you use the word, the name New World. But they, if you can just trick them at the very end, that I meant real world. All of a sudden, they're like, "That's that's all. It's all fake. That's impossible." It's all, it's like what do you mean just? What do you mean just free money? You're just a conspiracy theorist. You yeah, know, you can't just so, print money. <laughs> <laughs> so this is so this uh, is something that they did patch. A lot of people, and what they did is they tr they disabled all form of wealth transfers. So pretty much sending money back and forth because they didn't want they wanted to catch the, the people selling currency, uh, you know, doing things to mess with trade uh, guild currents, treasuries, things like that. Let me ask uh, you. So this. they patched that, and they were able to get it back up. Would that affect? Uh, trading if you couldn't send money back and forth or is the trading handled differently um, because it's through like a trading probably a trading system so it's between players so if you were wanting to trade an item with a player you wouldn't be able to do that so you couldn't send them currency you couldn't mm. send guild treasury um the trading posts were disabled and the player to player trading so all of that um now if you went through the auction house or whatever i'm sure that still worked to a point uh but that that is patched now, I saw another article. Now, if you, if you talk about the currency crisis, I put it at the very bottom of this because I saw people talking about currency crisis. And I, I read it and I thought it was interesting um, because New World says the currency crisis, you know, there is no currency crisis. The economy is fine inside of New World. Here, I thought it was very interesting because this opinion piece is talking from such an opinionated angle because... What makes some video games very desirable by players? What What's like one of the key features when it comes to something like this that actually a lot of players like? They can make real world money? No, not that. It's I think with this is the difficulty, the rarity of something. Oh, of course. For some the players items, yeah. drives them to push even farther. Here they're saying New World doesn't give you enough money, you know, like per hour, for instance, like I was talking about with WoW, 
This is complaining that more money is leaving the world than is entering the world. That's the point of making rarity in an MMO. More money is going out, so you have to. Things become uh, rarer, rarer, <laughs> rarer. Like, yeah, the more there's more scarcity, Brian. Money, money becomes more valuable because you spend less of it to buy an item. Right? In, inflation yeah. goes down. So this is actually countering that. They're saying to inflate the market. They're they're going with the thing that we just said. What are you talking about? They're saying we need to put a lot more money in. All that's going to do is make it so items become more expensive. And this guy has a whole article about it discussing how there's not enough money going to players. There's more money going out. Well, that's the slow progression. If you had every bit of money you needed, you'd buy everything you wanted and you wouldn't need to push too much to get more. This I like is this what comment. draws people to a video game. This comment. Wow. What a swing and miss of why the problem has been caused. <laughs> Exactly. Then, like this then dude, the next problem. You hit the nail on the head with this one. <laughs> yeah, and this is playerauctions.com talking about the <laughs> talking about the economy of the video game. Someone who should know about economies of video games, who obviously, you know, they they mention in here, uh, you know, inflation uh, as most MMOs do not have enough currency to sink uh, currency sinks to prevent the accumulation of money. So they're saying this one is the opposite because you have so many things to spend your money on. The problem is they want everything now. Some people in WoW, you know what? They sat there and they played for six months to a year plus to get most of the, or even, you know, to get to a certain level of WoW. And then you play for years to be, you know, to get more and more and to accumulate more and more. And no one ever that I know of ever gets everything in WoW, right? Let me read There's the, no one who has 100% of anything. Let me read the last paragraph of this because it's interesting. It says, only time will tell if yeah. the developers can fix the economy in New World. While inflation is more common, deflation can be even more crippling for economies, be it real world or in-game. I'm not going to take my financial advice from playerauctions.com. If gas were 50 cents a, you know, a gallon, I would not be upset that deflation just, just hit me so hard. You know what I'm saying? If, Especially if I saved up. I, it's like I have hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank. And then gas is 50 cents a gallon. And, you know, a home becomes $50,000 again. I'm just going to be horrified because I can go out and buy four homes. You know, I mean, it's the silliest thing I've ever heard when it comes to video games because I want rarity. I want it to be difficult. That's me because this is an MMO and I, want, I don't want to beat it in a month. Yeah, I don't want to beat it in a month. I, do, I want it to where a year from now, I'm still pushing to get more things in the game. If they make it too easy, if they make it too, you can buy everything. You're just a player that has everything you can buy or you've earned, you know, what you can earn. And there's, what are you going to do in a year? You're going to get bored with the game. The games that last are the ones that really make it difficult to get everything because only like 1% of the people, I know that's a horrible percentage they hate, but like 1% of the people get those really cool things. And the people below that look at it and they have a drive, just like the real world. You know, people see Bezos, they see all these people uh, and they, they really look up to them. Why? Because they have money and they've accomplished things. That's the same thing in a video game. The player that walks around with the best gear that those players couldn't get, that in this, they have the house that's decorated best that they don't get. Those are the ones that they're being looked up to. And that makes that player who's put the hours and hours in the game, then feel proud and feel like, dude, I've accomplished something in this game. And if they don't make it hard, no one will ever fear that. They'll feel that and they'll leave. They'll leave in a year, they'll leave in a year and a half, and they're because they will not feel like they've 
accomplished anything, but everybody has what they have. They have to have a 1% in this game to give 99% of people something to drive for. And, and it can't be to where everybody hits this, oh, wait, everybody, this you know, group of people, they have all the stuff you can get. Let's wait for the next expansion or something to release or something to come out. They have to have it to where I am looking at that gear that is almost impossible, is impossible for me to get right now. But if I work for a year, I might get to the point where I can get that gear by myself. That's what they need in this game. Well, there definitely does seem to be a little bit of a rift between the, the two um, thoughts and how this is or is not being necessarily handled. Yeah. So uh, we will uh, continue to wait and see uh, what comes of it, Brian. Yeah. And okay, so now um, let's talk about another another issue that's happened. Before uh, we do that, been people. Yes. Can we just look at the uh, can we look at the new world numbers real quick before we do that? Yeah, let's go look at let's see where they're at. Okay, so looking at some of the numbers for New World, as of right now, 275,743 players. The 24-hour peak, 315,467. And the seven-day peak, 404,689. And Brian, that puts New World at the third most played game on Steam right now, uh, below CSGO and Dota and above Apex Legends and TF2. So that's where we stand. So they're still... Still going fairly strong, you know, and this is an for, early, for an MMO. early on. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think that they're still early on. I think that if they continue to, to put out good product, fix these bugs as they come up, don't have any major PR disasters, continue, you know, this will be something that will maintain popularity. Whether it will be the MMO, I cannot promise that. There could be something that comes out. There's a lot of MMOs that are going to using really advanced technology that may come up with something really cool, may take them out of the market. Now, uh, PH was mentioning in chat something about um, whether or not this game is local versus server side. You know, as far as some of the, our, we ran into this in H1Z1. If you remember correctly, there was a lot of things that were done client side that caused problems because the server, you could, you know, you, they could cause dupes or even you would be sitting there running around for 15 minutes and then finally the check with the server and tell you that you were disconnected. You know, things like that. A lot of things were happening client side. Um, so someone posted this and there was a response by one of the devs and then there was a response by uh, one of the community managers uh, and they're saying is new world is what they were. Well, they, people are claiming new world was client authoritative, authoritative. That means that the client has the ability to determine whether or not you take damage, whether or not you apply damage. This happens a lot in video games when they multiply damage. For instance, you do a shot. It does a calculation on your end, determines how much damage you did to the player on the far side. The server should be doing that because we don't trust you as a player. I don't trust that your client's putting out the right information, right? True. That's the issue. And so uh, so here on these type of games, especially as you're going towards more something with PvP, because that's where this really matters because you don't want people making up their own damage and, or you know blocking damage and things like that and them determining the numbers. And that could so, be dramatic. Here, oh, I took no damage. Oh, I yeah. took no damage. Oh, I took no damage. And this happens. I mean, this is what these cheats that you see in Call of Duty and you saw in all these games where people are running around. You can't kill them. People are running around doing you know whatever it is they're doing. It's because some things are happening client-side that they can take advantage of or they're getting information on their client that they can use. Uh, so here, uh, let's just go quickly. I wanted to... I, I made a paste bin because this guy did like 30, 20 tweets in a row of paragraphs. And so I grouped them together and made a letter. So if people want to uh, sit and read it in a much more easier to read fashion, 
Um, I do have a paste bin link on here and you can go through. Uh, but this here, he talks about the history. I'm not going to go through this in detail, but he talks about the internal decisions that were made when determining, because he was talking about two different engines. We ta He talks about CryEngine in here and mm. how it was just a mess, right? Uh, and it was a pain so. to write for. And then he talks about a whole new client that they happen to have internally from a company they purchased. That's what they based the whole thing on. So this is, from what I can tell, not CryEngine. Now, there are pieces of it that are CryEngine because this layer can interact with some of the layers of CryEngine, of the CryEngine. Um, so this I really recommend reading because it's a very semi-technical, but behind the scenes um, version. Yeah, PH is saying, is Lumberyard is two engines merged? Yes, they, they took uh, two different engines and they actually were able to use one on top of the other um so let's go to the let's go to their kind of cleaned up uh, community manager manager version because this is going to put in much shorter language a lot less history and things like that uh and i just want to read part of this there's a recent bug in new world that drove some speculation on how our simulation works the bug was addre addressed quickly but both the speculation and the bug deserve some clarity and explanation new world is not client authoritative from a simulation standpoint, New World is entirely server-based. At a high level, the model is clients dispatch controller inputs to the server, and the server then checks if, that the inputs for li uh, for limits that might invalidate it. Then, if it, if accepted, uses it as an input to a character uh, or an actor, is what they call them in, in programming uh, or game development within server memory. Physics and game rules are then run entirely server side and the outcome is sent back to the original clients. Clients will then draw the outcome determined by the server. So if you're swinging an ax to cut down a tree, the player then hits a button, the ax swings, which seems to you to be very much client-based, but it's actually happening, you know, is the, he, they're, okay, they're expressing, I'm just gonna explain it. You send a, a command to the server. The server then was, does what they call a multicast it then sends that command to everyone else out on the client. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening here. You, you're executing it on your local, right? You're, you're sending the command to your local. It's sending that command to the server. The server is then making it execute on your client even, right? Um, it's how they should be doing it. it. They may have it to where there's certain things that happen client side for you visibly that you may see a little bit differently, you know, and then the server may not have as much detail. Who knows? I haven't looked into their, how they're doing that. Um, but they go through here pretty clearly and explain. Now, that doesn't really explain why people were having the ability to, uh, PH actually said, you know, if you tab out, move your game window a little bit, then you wouldn't take damage. That doesn't make very much sense. I don't know why. It could have been a lot of reasons. Um, you know, it, it, who knows? But that was an issue. They said they fixed it pretty quickly. Um, they did have a bug in here, though. They said, which with certain circumstances, uh, we were waiting server-side on input from a client before processing through the outcomes. That sounds like that bug. When you tabbed out, they were still waiting for you to give the response. And so that's why you didn't take damage because it got kind of locked up. It was a bug they had to fix. It was an, a, a logic code or error of, okay, if you tab out, it shouldn't be waiting for you to determine whether or not you take damage. It should still continue letting the, you know, the character receive damage uh, just because you're not sending a response. Or like, it's like you cut off. So uh, this would be the same as, as somebody, an alt, alt F4ing the client or 
dropping their internet connection, hoping that it drops them off the world. Kind of doing the same thing, they really need to turn around and say, if that client, no matter what happens to that client, if they don't properly log out, you know, they still continue receiving damage so that there's no benefit of them alt f alt-tabbing, closing the client, you know, disconnecting their internet. So this, I don't think, um, it sounds very, what they're explaining is very standard. I don't see any, any reason why what they're saying is not true, but that explanation does, does pretty clearly, you know, say what that bug that they were having, that people were so concerned about why it would happen. Mm. So I, I think it is all server side, the same thing. You know, we talked about the chat client that was all server side. It sends the text out to there and then it distributes it in the exact same way to all the clients. Um, and that was causing problems where they could crash other people because the server was sending them this data. Uh, so this is, this is a, all, I think, part of the growing pains of starting with a totally new engine and having to figure out all these things and maybe not having a long enough beta process. Starting with an engine that was not built. It was barely built for a 50-person multiplayer. Definitely not yes. a full-scale MMO. I mean, look at the miscreated networking. Yeah. Okay, so here, built. let me... Let me, let me explain to you. So here's one thing where he kind of talks about that. It says the reason, for, okay, so here they, they then built two competing internal engines on top of it. This is CryEngine that they bought. So on top of the CryEngine, they put two competing engines, one that would become Lumberyard and one that the game teams use. The reason for the two forks is that Lumberyard was replacing basically all of CryEngine, which was terrible, they said. What a waste um, of money. Why didn't yes. they just build something? CryEngine was a mess. I think they thought that Cry. I, I think they thought CryEngine was a little bit better than what it was. But looking at the mess, the kind of, I don't the game development. I did look at game development in CryEngine. It just didn't feel good. The interface wasn't good. It it can make things look pretty, but we we have experience from looking at what's happened with uh, miscreated. You don't want to program on CryEngine if you don't have to, and that's why it was kind of well, silly that they wanna- went that direction. You don't want to, I don't think you want to make a multiplayer game on CryEngine might be the better. CryEngine yes. is a very good engine for the what were the, the crisis games and things like that. Great yes. engine. But when you started adding multiplayers and networking and hundreds of world items and persistence, yep. it just did not yep. hold it. It just did not hold. So they pretty much replaced almost all of the CryEngine code. It says, but the game teams needed to get the work to work building games. So Crucible, New World, and Breakaway used some existing code that Double Helix had. This existing co- code was called GameCore. And they ne- had, had they never, had, it had never been shipped and was built for another game and used the CryEngine networking as its bottom layer. So that kind of helped them. But they then built some replication logic on top of it. And yes, it, that one was client authoritative. GameCore's networking was a trash fire. Um, I swam around, he talks about his experience with it. Um, so then there was a fourth game team uh, that you that we don't know about called Nova. They were eventually canceled, but they didn't use GameCore. They saw the GameCore would be difficult to build on, so they semi-secretly built their own entity system and network layer using CryEngine and Yard so and, and uh, uh, Lumberyard as just a rendering layer. As far as networking layers goes, Nova's was pretty good. Not only was it server authoritative, but it could support shafted servers where each server should be responsible for a given geographic area, but could still tell its clients about entities in other server areas. So it would pass people around 
as it needed to and see other servers. They did this because they had a very large world. Anyway, they were canceled, but they had built some really cool tech. And so some people on Nova went off in search of another team to adopt their code. Crucible was having a lot of problems with GameCore and its client authoritative model. So they adopted Nova's code. So that's how Crucible took on this whole other product. That's how many, look at all the la- the different game engines once they realized how crap CryEngine was with what they were trying to do. They've well, got three other, you know, they got three <clears throat> engines floating around here for look, trying to figure out what to use for these products. Well, let's end this conversation on this, Brian. Amazon, it was reported back in 2015 that Amazon spent 50 to $70 million to license the Crytek engine. So... Mm-hmm. Probably not the best use of 50 to $70 million if they had to rebuild the entire thing from the ground up. But we yeah. don't know. So there you go. Very interesting. Great information yeah. coming. So, so there's more to that story. It, there's a lot of interesting details. So I encourage you know people, go jump on our website, go to the show notes for this episode, and click on the Pastebin link because it's a really good inside look that I think a lot of people had no clue of, of the inside workings of what's gotten us this product at this point and some of the other products I think we're going to be seeing uh, from from Amazon in the future. But it is interesting to see, you know, they spent, and that's what I noticed, you know, at Google, they were willing to try, they would spend so much money on a product that they were willing to walk away from because it just wasn't worth it, right? They could spend 50 million on something and say, you know what, that's not going to work. We're going to have to walk away from it. Yeah. Most companies would double down, right? No, we can't waste fifty million. Um, Most companies, these big companies they don't. Yeah, well, they don't have to. And that's the that's the benefit of of, yeah. of what the benefit these guys have. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So this this was a really interesting article. So I, th- definitely check it out. They they do a good, pretty good job of because there's a lot of for some reason you get people on on these various blogs and things that try to stir up controversy that say you know random things that aren't true uh you know and this is i think an example of that and i feel like they're kind of learning oh we just have to constantly be doing damage control and rumor putting out rumors and that's a lot of what they're doing because most of these is people saying oh i think this is what's happening and they're like nope that's not what's happening but here is what ha- at least most game developers don't even bother defending yeah. Here they're going through and they're saying, "Here, here's why this is happening," and you know whether that's going to bite them in the end. I'm not sure. Now, you, do you? Yeah, you got a topic you want to go to next? Yes, yes, I do. Okay. Um, I want to talk about some Microsoft news. We've got two different pieces of information here from Microsoft. The first one is Game Pass and some games that they've yep. announced that are coming to Game Pass. This one is very exciting, Brian. Minecraft yes. is coming to Game Pass for PC. This is very yes. exciting for all of uh, all, uh, all of you gamers out there that are uh, looking to get into the world the of real Minecraft. Gamers. The real gamers. Uh, you can go ahead and uh, and jump into that. And um, yep. so that's coming. Yeah, so they have a, they have the Java edition and that kind of Windows ten the native Windows 10 client. It, it comes with both of those. So. Uh, you know, I, there's reasons for wanting one versus other. I think it has to do with modding and things like that. I, I, you're the more the Minecraft person than I am, but this yeah. one does come with both so that you can take advantage. And one thing is they've redone the launcher. Uh, I probably as part of this, uh, but they did do the launcher to where you have one unified launcher for Minecraft now. So you can go between the two cool. different versions by launching one thing where before you had two different versions of the game that you had to launch. So that is one thing I think they've done in the last week for this. 
so that it was available as of yesterday. For, throughout the rest of the month, Football Manager 2022 is going to be available for PC and Xbox. Forza Horizon mm-hmm. 5 is going to be available for PC and the Xbox Series X. Uh, and then November 11th, this is cool. G- uh, GTA San Andreas is going to be for the uh, Xbox. So a couple of big games, Forza, GTA, Football Manager, and of course everybody's favorite, Minecraft, coming to uh, Game Pass in the month of uh, November. So they are keeping it yep. rolling with that. And boy, this was an interesting article, Brian. I saw this uh, on, I think I actually was on Facebook the other day, and I saw a post from PC Gamer. Yeah. <laughs> Sega and Microsoft are set to partner yep. up to develop a cloud-powered, or develop to develop cloud-powered super games. Now, Sega doesn't yes. develop a whole hell of a lot of anything anymore. Uh, they've just hold they hold a lot of great IPs and licensing, but their last yep. console was the Dreamcast in what, like 1998 yeah. or 99. It's, I don't yeah, think they've had a since so. then. The, it was the Game Gear, then yep. the then the Dreamcast. Since then, they've put out various games. They do a lot in the arcade world. But <clears throat> but back in May, Sega expressed how uh, that they wanted to create what they were calling a super game within the next yep. five years. And... They have come to an agreement with Microsoft, and you might think, oh, you know, on the Xbox side of it. No, on the cloud computing side, the Azure side of this, using the Azure cloud platforms to make this super game. I mean, it sounds like they're kind of describing an MMO, but they said in their announcement, uh, Sega says that they've partnered with Microsoft to produce a large-scale global games in a next-generation development environment. Notably, Sega cites the widespread deployment of 5G for this push into cloud tech, both in how it makes its games and how it distributes them. So pretty interesting to see that a, a company that just owns a lot of IPs, doesn't really release a whole hell of a lot of anything, is still kind of working on games and whatnot in the background. Yeah. I'm not necessarily but, sure, 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 though, that Sega can do this. I mean, I'm well, and the, their last this is, their last world game would have been Fantasy Star Online 2, which came out in like 2010. See, but I, I think they're going more for the streaming aspect of it. They're looking at uh, a lot of people using lightweight devices. Okay. And the having 5G to where they're able to stream games that are very massive, right? Right, massive games on devices. Because remember, we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks. These third, not uh, a lot of people don't hear, like hearing the word third world countries, but underdeveloped countries, lesser developed countries, whatever you want to call them, um, ha- do not have computers for the most part. They have phones. Correct. And so. They have to come up with ways for them or very, very lightweight devices. If they want to reach that market, which is a huge market, there's a lot of people there who want to play video games that just don't have the hardware. You know what? They have cell phone service. Um, I think that this right here is going to be something where they can, they could take a market. Now, why are they calling it a super game? Maybe they're going to make a big world. Maybe it's everybody a translation kind of plays on together. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I think Japanese a Japanese company. Big, I think they're going to make a game that's really big that would never run on a tablet, phone, or whatever <laughs> device that they'll be streaming to everybody. That's their super game. It's the same as an MMO. It could be 
equivalent of Grand Theft Auto, but you know, online to where there's a lot of people walking around. There's a lot of stuff happening that you could never handle on the low uh, quality internet connection because there's too many details, but you could stream it because all of those characters and all that work is happening on the server side. You're just viewing a representation of it on your screen. So I think this right here is something that could work uh, for, you know, depending on what they try to do. But it sounds like a lot of uh, kind of keyword, you know, catch just cliche words words of, yeah, buzzwords. That's the word I was looking for. It's a lot of buzzwords or, as you said, missing in translation. I think mostly what they're going for because of of things that they said in the press release is more for the mobile gaming market or people that are on mobile devices that want to feel like they're playing a regular video game but don't have access to it. That's what I'm getting out of this personally. It's it's just not surprising that coming out of Japan, they're like, oh, we're going to develop we're going to develop super games. I'm like, yeah. What the hell? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> what is what a is super that? game? Yeah. I'm not. I've never heard what a super game is before, but this, I guess, is a super game. Yeah. So here so we go. That might be a bit of a bit of a translation thing. For the Sega is based in Japan, but it's cool, uh, Brian. I, I mean, they're a great company, and again, they've got so much IP. Imagine a big Sonic game or something like that that they could stream mm-hmm. to a device. They own so much intellectual property. And their fans, yeah. I'm a big, big Sega fan, chomping at yep. the bit for some of these IPs yep. to get some new life. I'm trying, The last Sonic game came out in 2006 for yep. the Xbox 360. It was a piece of shit. It didn't work. It was awful, ridden with bugs. It's just been a bad yep. deck. It's been a bad almost 15 years for Sega, and hopefully this is them well, turning the tide. This is the tough thing, especially for a company like this where they've developed all their stuff internally so much. You know, all this stuff has been for consoles and they've, they've generated all the code and made all the engines and done all this. If you sit there kind of like what they've done, sitting on your heels for a long period of time, all your tech is outdated. You can't sit there and just say, I'm going to make a new video game because you know what? You've been sitting there for 10 years, letting everything get out of date. And you're going to have to sit there and spend, you know, a year at least trying to fix it. Kind of like what you saw uh, New World did. You know, they, they, they got this old te- engine tech, you know, CryEngine, which has been in use for quite some time. And then look at it and say, oh, this is a mess, you know, because it's something that the people running it were able to keep running and do whatever they needed to. But when you try to expand to something new that it's not used to doing, it doesn't work. Yeah. So, yeah, so we will see. Interesting. All right. So that is um, uh, that's Microsoft. So I have there was something that happened recently with Twitter. I thought was pretty interesting. There was that recent hack. You remember that where yes. the the financials, the, the income records for all of the different streamers were released. Mm-hmm. Well, it caused some problems in Turkey because uh, they uncovered a money laundering scheme that was happening in Turkey by people that were donating uh, to Twitch, uh, you know, to get funds and then getting into the country. So. Uh, you know, this right here, they're viewing it as like a 20 to 30% cut, you know, for their trouble. That's, you know, that's generally the kind of view as money laundering. They're doing the donation. Sure, they're getting a cut taken out, but the money comes out clean on the other side. So they're literally, that, this wa- was, they're literally washing the money through Twitch. They're, yeah, they're washing the money through Twitch because they saw that there was accounts that had very few, few viewers that were sitting getting donations like crazy. Mm. Um, and so, so they were using that. Um, so because this was, they have their, like their bits, their virtual currency. So, um, let me, let me, I'm going to go through a few details so you can see this, the leak was exposed, um, you know, exposed a lot of the streamers, but there were 
let's see, I'm trying to find the exact same spot. So they talk about bits and it's a virtual currency Twitch viewers can uh, purchase, you know, to cheer. And we have those in ours. Um, you see them. They're like one, one cent per bit. Um, uh, you know, Twitch takes a cut of the initial purchase. So for 500 bits, that's $7. Um, and then, you know, the streamer, I think gets five of that. Uh, and so they were using that to be able to get these mo- to get this money. Um, and they said that roughly like $4,000 was sent to the channel and then, you know, and then that money would be sent other places. So they were, they were doing that to where they were just doing these donations, pulling them out. And then it was going towards, uh, some sort of political party, which I think was their biggest thing. Um, or it was going, it was, it was, it's, it's all, there's a lot of stuff they have that's in another language. I was trying to read it through Google translate. Uh, and a lot of the things are lost in translation, but, um, I think that they were saying that this scam or it, it was like 9.9 million laundered, I think in the end. So, Damn. uh, yeah, I, they said that it was more than 2,400, Turkish streamers participated uh, in the scam to some extent, which ended up in nine point nine million dollars laundered. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good money laundering scheme. <laughs> yeah. So then all the quick, yeah, well. and only noticed because of the link where people could go look at all the names, and then they started notice some odd behaviors. Let me say this though: the craziest part about that is that you could money launder ten million dollars through Twitch, and because they were pushing so much revenue through them. They had they no didn't idea. even notice. They didn't even notice. Yep. That to me is more not shocking, but more interesting than anything else. That you could have ten million dollars yep. going through a country. Turkey's not I mean, it's a decent sized country, but to have that money flowing through a country like that and yep. be like, Yeah, that kind of makes sense. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So this so this is definitely I, I who knows what they're gonna be doing to put put this in place or what kind of transparency they may have to put in place to prevent this. But this was something that did kind of fall out from that, that recent hack and uh, dump. Well, so, uh, all right, we don't have a ton, ton of time. We've got a couple other we've things to cover. Minutes, yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk really quickly about some Activision blizzard because we got to keep sure. up with the drama that's happening there. Oh, Remember they hired Jen O'Neill as the co-head because they wanted to put a female co-head so that everybody felt equal. So they're you know, male and a female. Well, she's, she quit after three months on the job. Well, so she's right. no longer, she's no longer working there. And so she'll be leaving blizzard entirely uh, by the end of the year. So she stepped down in. Uh, so the former president, uh, Jay Brack, he'd stepped down in August, you know, with all the lawsuits and everything. Three months later, um, she announced that she's stepping down from the role and then leaving Blizzard entirely. Um, Jesus. Yeah, so this is this is just more who knows. I haven't heard any statements from her really kind of pointing to why. She says, I'll read her. Here's O'Neill's statement. I'm doing, not doing, I am doing this not because I am without hope for Blizzard. Quite the opposite. I'm inspired by the passion for everyone here, working towards meaningful, lasting change with their whole hearts. This energy has inspired me to step out and explore how I can do more to have games and diversity <laughs> intersect and hopefully make a broader industry impact that will benefit Blizzard and other studios as well. While I am not totally sure what form this that will take, I'm excited to embark on a new journey to find out. What I think she found out is in this type of politics, there's a lot of money. When you start talking about these things and saying, we're going to do diversity in your company, 
oh, it's only going to cost you a million dollar consulting fee. I think she's discovered the world of diversity consulting and somehow she is at the top of it uh, here with Activision Blizzard. So I think she's stepping out because she realized there's a lot more money to be made. I just love this statement. I'm inspired by the passion of everyone here. So I'm leaving, but I, but I'm leaving. Yeah, it was just it, so when I say I don't know why she's leaving, it's because her statement was so ambiguous and had so little meaning. I mean, what is she saying? She's saying absolutely nothing from what I can tell. She's saying I, I just I, realized so that I can do a lot that I have more to, outside of the company. Yeah, I just I'm so inspired. I have to quit. It's just incredible. I mean, she she probably got a a job offer from another company that does this for sure, and, and they offered her more money. Or, and well, this is a this is a big risk. This is a big PR risk for her. She could ruin her name with Activision well, Blizzard. And or, and I'm saying and or very methodically, Blizzard really is an absolute disaster right now. And she's right like, now, yeah. I've got another offer. I don't want to be on the Titanic when the boat's sinking. I'm going to grab the lifeboat now and hope for the best. Because if she can't save it, right? And this may be the the downfall of just a, a mammoth in the industry yeah this could be the downfall of it does she want to be at the helm when that happens no and i think we're the, the, with what's happening they're delaying they delayed overwatch 2 they delayed um diablo 4 they're delaying all their big titles they canceled blizzcon they canceled blizzcon <laughs> they you know I saw an article today, for, today from like PC Gamer or something, and they were like, I cannot believe that Blizzard had the audacity to put a new item on the sale shop. I was like, what are you talking about? They got to still keep doing business just because they restructured their company and they're dealing with a lawsuit. What do you expect them to stop trying to make money? They're like, I can't believe they would put a product up on the store in their shop for World of Warcraft that they got to pay for. The audacity. Look what that's what they've been doing all along. Why would they all of a sudden make everything free just because they have some PR issues? Yeah, uh, no, it's crazy. just it's silly. Yeah. yeah. So hmm. there's been a lot of just negative press on them. You know, then them. I think the problem that the mistake they made was was bending to it. You know, uh, you don't was, say. was because if they the, when they started changing names, started changing uh becoming so politically correct and so unoffensive, which is really what, you know, you don't say anything that I was, you know, when we were reading those ones last week, I think it was when they were talking about, you could say, you know, I'm going to kill the guy, but you can't say I'm going to kill the girl. Uh, what is the point of that? Yeah. No point. And I think that they've just gone so far that they've ruined their reputation with the hardcore gamers. And all these people that aren't hardcore gamers are looking at all this PR and saying, why would I go for something like that? I think, this could be what sinks this mammoth. I don't know that they'll come back and be able to make a new product that people are going to buy other than maybe Diablo. And, you know, they're, they'll still make games, but I don't know that they're going to be able to make a game like WoW again. I wonder if you will see Activision and Blizzard split because yeah. Activision, so they say they don't it, Activision isn't that bad. Blizzard is the one that's having no. all the problems. Activision is Blizzard, still pumping Blizzard out. Blizzard is, is, the, is the mess. Activision is still pumping out their Call of Duties every year. They're still doing all their stuff. They, they kind of just run like a hamster on a wheel. They just kind of keep it moving, keep it moving. Blizzard is the one that is, at least from what I can understand, is the one that's in complete and total turmoil right now. Amazon or, uh, yeah. uh, Activision seems fine. Well, yeah. And, and their games I, are still I'm, coming I'm out wondering. on schedule and everything. So Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if at some point they're going to turn around and start bringing some of the maybe the games that they view as will make it. For instance, Diablo. I don't see any reason that Diablo 
because I didn't hear a lot, a lot of controversy behind that. What if they're going to kind of fold or wind down at Blizzard just to get the name out of there or kind of clean the name, then why not roll some of those successful products into Activision? Ones that don't have all this, these issues. Uh, and then if Blizzard uh, goes down, you know, the, wow kind of goes with it. You have a couple of products that go with it, but your, your cornerstone products that don't have all this aren't no, are no longer linked with that name. Because people who play Diablo don't always think of Blizzard, right? People who play Overwatch so, you know, probably don't think of Blizzard either. Especially yeah, but playing- people who, for some reason, who play WoW do because they've associated the name for so much over years. Well, yeah, you associate it with Battle.net Battle. back in the day and you know that whole thing. Because they especially- make you see that all, all the time. Yeah, well, especially if you're a console player of something like Overwatch, you might not even know what the hell Blizzard is. Now, if you're obviously yeah, if you're playing so- on PC, you have to have the blizzard activision launcher to play but if you're playing on an xbox or a playstation you might not even know what the hell blizzard is and i think that that they can kind of use that to advantage to get some of those products maintain their you know their viability but not sit here and and let them go with this so this happened who knows where it'll go uh you know as far as her and if she will now change and create more diversity and intersection of the two in gaming that's just crazy Um, i just i love the (laughs) as you mentioned, completely ambiguous and so tone deaf statement. Well, now they're, they're, they're trying to save wow. And so world of Warcraft is now forming a player led community council. Now this works so well for, for Twitch. I mean, Twitch, Twitch dear girl was just, that was just a gem. Uh, You know, that really, (laughs) yeah, she was, she was a gem that really helped her there. The people trust Twitch. Well, here we're going to be having the player-led community council. There is a video announcing this. Can you play that really quick? Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, go, go right sorry. ahead. Is there no talking? Why don't they have this thing narrated? Uh, there will be something. Okay. I'm Morgan, and I'm a lead game designer. for. Get Wild. a microphone. I'm Sarah, and I'm a senior level designer. I'm Ian, game director for WoW. I'm Tina, and I'm a lead environment artist. I'm Pat, the production director for WoW. And I'm Holly, the lead producer of WoW Classic. We get a lot of feedback from players, and it's great. We watch and read as much feedback as we can. Half girls, half players telling us how they feel about the game leads directly to improvements that we make. It's a lot of feedback. Which is awesome. But we really want to zero in on the most nuanced player comments and have conversations with you about specific issues. And it's challenging to have a conversation with tens of thousands of people. So we're kicking off something new, and we're calling it the WoW Community Council. We're going to invite at least 100 players to a new discussion. <laughs> All WoW players will be in the new forum. For the members, we're looking for players who are passionate about any area of the game. We're going to invite raiders, PvPers, solo players, mythic dungeon lovers, transmog collectors, WoW classic enthusiasts, douche role players. <laughs> achievement hunters, <laughs> and more. We want to talk with every kind of WoW player. And if they choose to, we'd like selected participants to join us in regular live chats. So please, follow the link to apply for the WoW Community Council, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I thank, thank you. Uh, so wait, so they've got tens of thousands of players, and they're inviting 100 yes. people to a 100 floor. people. Okay, now th- this I've been a part of before. I was in something like this kind of with Google+. There was a core group of what they considered the core users of Google+, mm-hmm. which is was a fairly small group of people in their eyes, 
you know, may, less than 100 people, I would say, out of the whole platform. And they took us and they would communicate with us in different ways than they communicated with with anybody else. We would you know, have private chats with them. So I think that's what they're going for. It didn't work very well with Google Plus because, you know, what? in the end, they didn't end up listening to us. And they, they kind of went off in their direction and folded the whole thing. Um, here, I don't think this is going to save. I think they just want to make the community feel like they're listening. When I think if they were really listening to the community, they wouldn't be having the same kind of reaction. Then what the, I think they are listening to is the uh, the the crowd that just wants to scream and say, you know, something's unjust, something's not right. Uh, the, you, you know, you can look at the company itself and look at the culture and when there's issues in that, fix those issues. That should be happening anyways. Uh, but here, I, I don't know that this is going to help because what's been the issue between the, pl- you know, the player's experience and wow, they're changing all these things saying that people are offended, but I've never had anyone come to me and say, you know what? I, I just did this quest and they said this and I was offended by it. Not once have I ever heard that statement. Um, and so I don't know. I think they're looking at the wrong aspects. I think that a lot less people are really upset about this than they think. You know, I think a lot of people don't really care in the end. This is a company's internal things. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people that are writing for blogs and, you know, for the PC magazines and all these companies are making it a big deal. But I don't know how big of a deal this really is. You know, the whole thing. I mean, it's been blown up to where it's like just this huge ordeal, but it's been dealt with people. have been They've been fired, right? Mm-hmm. What else is there internally in the company that needs to change? If things need to change in the company, change them. The community doesn't care because just don't let it flow out into your games. Fix the internals of your company. Quit trying to change the player's experience because your internals aren't what you think they should be. I, a lot of things they're trying to change in WoW are just pointless changes. So they can say, hey, look, we changed all this text to not mention any women. As long as you don't mention the women, you're good, right? Well, that doesn't seem right to me at all. I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of, it's, I think it's just them once again saying, what can we do? It's like a focus. Gaslighting. What can we do? Yeah. It's, it's to kind of make people, make them feel like something is happening. But I just, in the end, I don't think there's really much that's going to change. Well, especially when you're inviting such a small group of people. I mean, it's like, so they're going to invite these people to a form and that's it. And they're going to talk to them. Yeah. yeah. And ask them about their experience. What would they like to see change? Uh, you know, it, this, I, I don't know. This it's, information it's is already they, out I think, there, I think they feel like, I think they feel like that they're out of touch with the community. I don't think they're out of touch with the community. I think that the, the, the rest of the environment, you know, people that are looking in from the outside are out of touch. I think a lot of the people writing these blogs are out of touch with what's happening in WoW because I don't, I don't think WoW is necessarily affected. They're making it affect WoW because they're making changes that no one would have cared about any of this inside of WoW. It didn't affect anything in WoW. They would have left it out. But now yeah. they're bringing it all into WoW and making it about WoW. When it, I don't think WoW is the problem. It was developers that happened to be working on WoW that had bad issues, but that was all company issues. That was not their problems that they put into the game it was problems that they brought into the workplace. And now they're saying, we're going to change the game to help. What are you going to change? There was nothing wrong with the game you know, uh, in the first place. The changes that we looked at were not significant and were not offending people. There was no issue in the game. And that's where I think they're trying to divert the, the real problem and say, hey, look, we fixed that. Kind of like with Facebook. It's the exact same thing coming back. Meta, yeah, it's not us. 
it's that. You know, we fixed it. Look at all the changes we did over there. They're, they're coming up with something they can point at and divert their pressure. And it's just, I think the whole thing is still fairly silly. I think if they just shut up for a while, I think it would go away. Well, there you have it. That is uh, that is what's going on in Blizzard, Activision, and uh, the wonderful world of World of Warcraft. All right, Brian. Um, one thing I do want to mention, Fortnite yeah. is shutting down in China. <laughs> and just for people oh. for, that, that know all the recent changes they've been making, uh, that is now shutting down in China. And so you will no longer be able to play. But that's a lot of the rule changes that have been happening um, recently. So Interesting. Yeah, so right. Epic has gone through and figured out that they don't want to mess with all the recent changes and they're going to go ahead and just leave, which I think is wise of them. You know, you're not going to cater to them and you're not going to fix it. Yep. There you've got it. Congratulations, yep. China. All right. Well, I think that's it. If you, are you ready for roll out on out of here? Is there anything you wanted to cover before we, uh, before we left? No, sorry. I think we're good to go. Cool. Well, if you want to find me at Brian Aldridge on Gavin Parlor. Uh, my blog is biteoftech.com. And just go to our website first. Go to infectionpodcast.com. Go to the right-hand side and join our server on Discord. If you can do that, uh, they have web-based versions of the application. They have uh, mobile. They've got desktop versions of the application. You can jump on there and uh, and you can use it for totally free. They've got channels in there on in our server for you know news if you want to submit those topics. We've got a workout channel. Um, got all the ARC servers, a lot of people playing on those, a lot of things that you can do. Uh, so go check it out on Discord. If you want to watch the video forms of the podcast, you can do that through YouTube, Bitch, uh, Twitch, BitChute, and DLive. Um, we also have the pre and post shows there on the podcast extras channel for some of those that we have done. The On the lower right hand side, we've got all the audio forms of the podcast, a lot of different ways that you can listen. Those are recorded after and uploaded after the live show. So uh, you cannot listen to that live. But if you are listening after the fact, we will have the show notes up there and you can follow along. And we have links for every uh, article that we refer to, for every video that we view. Those are all included. So I really encourage you to go on there and follow along if you are going to listen. Uh, if you want to support us, you can go through either the support option on the top of the menu. Go to infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Or, you know, there's different ways to prime gaming subs, Humble Bundle, Amazon, uh, Subscribe Star. Uh, just a lot of ways that you can support the show and hopefully you know we'll be able to get to another convention here in the coming year and they'll actually have something that you can go in person to and people will actually be showing up to and developers so looking forward to it yes sir i do want to thank our friend it's jonesy for hitting us up with the 23 monthly subscription here on twitch jonesy thank you very much it is greatly appreciated all right, Brian, uh, thanks for, uh, again, shifting the day over here to a Wednesday, and we will be back uh, next Tuesday for a, uh, another edition. Yep, so I will see you then. All righty, folks, that's going to do it. My name is uh, Nick Craig. If you want to check out my daily political antics or rantings, you can search for the Wilmington's Morning News podcast wherever you get your podcasts anywhere on the Internet. If you missed any portion of this program, you can go to our website, infectionpodcast.com. You'll find links to videos, show notes, pictures, articles, all that fun stuff. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time.